while trying to put the little, like, you know, the uh, the Yeti can coolers, you know, yeah. for the for our Spotify audience. You know, they're like the single mm-hmm, koozies mm-hmm. that are like metal. They're really nice and they keep your drink cold. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I had like snapped something. Like, <laughs> as I was like the very final turn, I like snapped oh. something. And I like flicked my wrist and sprayed Ugh. shit. Luckily, not on like, my keyboard, just like... on myself. But other than that, we're chilling, buddy. <laughs> snapped like a, like a bone or like... Like something oh, no, like no, no, no. in the like it like okay. the, the final okay. turn I like like flipped my wrist too quick. Okay, I was just I as was just I, I'm just making yeah, sure. As I'm some might about say, you, if you, know. you were watching from the, you might say, look at the flick of the wrist. You might say, look at the flick of the wrist. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> you're you're we're getting old. We're getting older now. So I was worried it might have been like you know you you snap a, you twist your you know. We're not, we're not forty, we're not fifty, we're not sixty, but we're we're getting to that age, you know. I mean, true. like in I your thirties. I mean, today. again, again, we're low mid twenties, but still, every now and again, you you twist something wrong or you knock a hip, and you're like, oh my god, something's <laughs> either back in place that wasn't in place or it's out of place just slightly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I got you. Oh yeah, trust me. As someone who's been sore for uh, going on three days now, I uh, I definitely know that sometimes you pop something back in. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about that during the Health Week recap. And we're also going to talk a little bit of Royals today. Obviously, they're off to a little right. bit of a hot start. By but, the way, uh, oh. uh, I have to get into this real quick. Yes. I love your shirt, man. It's fucking oh, sick. Oh, you like that? You like that clobber of the clones, dude? Yeah, where'd you get that? I don't know. My mom got that for me. I've also got, uh, like, Hook the Horns and stuff like that. I, got, I, got, I think nice. I've got Hook the Horns and uh, good old clobber of the clones. Thanks, Mom. Uh, Christmas. My mom. Some good shit, dude. I'll, I'll tell you what. Just real quick. My mom. You know, best best woman alive, right? For sure, one hundred percent. No complaints about her ever, for sure. Uh, for, for me, yeah, for sure. And um, <laughs> but every year I would ask her and say, "Hey, can I get a Chiefs hoodie this year? Or can, like, can I get some Chiefs clothing for Christmas?" Like every year, I was like, "The one thing I want." I was like, "She was like, do you, yeah. do you have anything you want?" And I was like, "Chiefs hoodie. That'd be that'd be my dream for sure. Chiefs hoodie." Because I was still in college, I was so broke, I just couldn't buy myself like a sixty dollar hoodie. Right. And I was like, "Chiefs hoodie." Every year would get me a bunch of clothing. It'd always be K State or the Royals, and I'm like, Jesus! I was like, Chief study, Mom, Chief study, and it didn't happen for so long. Actually, the year after I graduated, I told my girlfriend that she was like, "What do you want for Christmas?" I was like, Chief study. She was like, "I would also like a Chief study." She's like, "So let's just exchange Chief studies for Christmas." I was like, "Perfect." So I finally got Chief study. And actually, I bought myself another one. But you know, again, this was one of those shirts during those years where I was just like. Motherfucker. <laughs> so, maybe. Uh, it's, it's a great shirt, Mom. I love it. But uh, not quite. But, uh, <laughs> it's like a mom thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, welcome in. Again, welcome in to Dom That's True. We are the premier hockey and health podcast on Twitch and Spotify and Apple iTunes. Wherever you go, we're talking hockey and health and a little bit of Royals. But as we always start off our hockey segment, we like to talk a little bit about mine and Owen's favorite team, the New York Islanders. And we do a quick Isles Week in review. Owen, how the Islanders do last week? Well, shorter week, only two games. But uh, as I predicted uh, at the uh, on uh, last week's show, the Islanders were going to go undefeated for the rest of the year because we don't have to play the Penguins anymore. So far, two games. You know, obviously, that's a really long stretch of games there. Yeah, but so absolutely. far, a two for two. A, a, for sure, a good sample size that everybody can trust. Absolutely. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so far two for two though. So I mean, yeah, yeah and they're t- uh, tied with the Caps right now. 
it, it was close with the Flyers. I don't think it should have been. The Flyers had to score both their goals in the third period, which generally doesn't happen against the Islanders. Kind of strange, but they wanted the shootout anyway. Uh, and then just absolutely clapped the Capitals in yeah. a kind of a weird game. 12 total goals scored, but eight of those went going to the Islanders. So, I mean, pretty good week. Yeah, nothing to nothing to scoff at, nothing to complain about for sure. Uh, yeah, the Islanders obviously went 2-0. They won in a shootout against Philly, uh, like you said, after they blew a two-goal lead in the third. And you can say, I know you said, well, they had to get two goals in the third, and that they, you know, but they did it. And, uh, you know, sometimes those games, sometimes you do blow the, it, it, it doesn't feel like it happens as often as it should, right? A lot of times you blow those two game leads in the, into the third and then nothing happens. And you're like, why did, why did it matter that we even got to overtime? What was the point? But right. at the same time, sometimes you blow those two goal leads and then you lose like you should. And so it's a little scary some, to lose those, to have that, to lose that lead. And it sucks to give a team in your division a point, but I mean, you're playing every team in your division. So whatever. And, and I think the, the Flyers are kind of fading anyways. Uh, right. You know, the thing you didn't mention during, the, during huh. that Caps win is the hat track. Hat trick, hat, hat, hat trick, hat, hat trick, hat, the hat, the hat, the, the hat trick from Matthew Barzell. Hmm. It was a pretty spicy one too, if I remember. Yes, it was. I think there was one goal, goal that was, was kind of dumb, but all the the other two were sauce. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Barzell looks to be taking that next step. I think. I think that's, which I think is a good thing. I think that's the most exciting. I think that's the most exciting thing that could happen to the Islanders right now. Is that Matthew yeah, Barzell going, really takes that next step to actually becoming a superstar in the NHL? Yeah, he's starting to go to the uh, Anders Lee school of throwing the puck at the net, which is <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah, and it felt like it definitely does feel like sometimes Matthew just he Barzell just holds onto the puck for he's looking for the perfect shot, you know. And I uh, I, I don't know, you don't play a lot of Chell, right? You don't you don't rip much uh, NHL the video game. No, I do not. I don't uh, rip much chill. But when you do rip some chill, we'll have to. We'll have to. It, it's not on the PC, which is really annoying. I'm not gonna buy a console just to play. Like my roommate had one, so I I did end up getting like NHL 20. But yeah. Uh, but but it's not on the PC, and I'm not gonna go buy a PS5 or an Xbox. What's the new one called? Series. The Xbox X? One X, right? Is, maybe I don't know. Oh, sure. the Xbox Series X. That's right. It's is a it, series. Is it Series no. X instead of one? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. 1X, but, I think, was like the premier one of last generation. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But I'm not going to go buy a new console just to play uh, one game, which sucks. You know what one game that we love that is coming to Xbox? I mean, it's coming to PC, though? Dude, the, show. the show. The show is, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're gonna. We're definitely going to be playing some of that, leveling up that dude, my player, dude. dude yeah, definitely. De- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little a little fun fact about the house that uh, no, it wasn't even the house. It was in the dorms. My roommate yeah. had a PS three. PS three. Yeah, he had PS three, and it and the only game he really had for it, the show is not on PC, right? Correct, but it is going to start. I, I think it's supposed to. I think when they expand it to Xbox later this year, because the MLB sold rights that it was supposed to get expanded to PC. And if it doesn't, we'll figure out another way to do it. But. Uh, in the dorms, sorry, someone uh, read chat. Uh, but the dorms, in the dorms, he had a PS3, and uh, we played MLB The Show 2014. No, I think it was 2015. But we had a my player, and I think it was called. I think it was just Truman. I think it was Truman Steen. I think it was Truman Steen. But uh, uh, you could set the nickname. So every time he walked up to the plate, oh no, and you had your own player also. 
But I remember I had my yeah. I had my player that would walk up and they would say, and I you could change the nickname, and I didn't have it because they don't have anything that sounds like Truman Steen as the preloaded. They have a bunch of preloaded right. names. Shocking to find out Truman Steen not on the list. But uh, so I would always change it to Big Dog Boomer. <laughs> so they, they, <laughs> they'd be like, next up at the plate, Big Dog Boomer. <laughs> it's always. Yeah, I remember when I was thinking my my player. The franchise. Yeah, I, right? I, I was. It was Buddy Franchise. Buddy I was super franchise. pissed because I wanted it to just say <laughs> franchise, franchise, but you have to choose a first and a last name, and you can't choose Franchise Franchise. Fair enough. <laughs> so fair enough. I was mad. So uh, I, I guess Buddy worked the best, but I wanted to just go up there and do like a pause because like wasn't a first name and be like franchise franchise <laughs> uh allegedly according to chat nothing is confirmed about the ps about the the show mlb the show coming to pc but we will cro- we will we will cross our cross our fingers and uh, I, hold our breath uh i don't know about that it's coming to xbox which means it's coming to pc well well that's not true because nhl is on the xbox and it, it always you, you should it, be able to get it on microsoft store then on pc no you can't you can't. The, the reason is is that they still have to develop it for the for the PC. So the reason that NHL isn't on PC is because they cite that there's never been ample want on PC for them to make it or make it PC Weird. compatible. Even though huh. it's through EA, and EA makes a lot of games PC compatible. Huh. I don't know. I, I, all, all I'm going to say is that I hope it comes to PC because I will play the shit out of some MLB The Show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but... Back to the original point where we were talking about NHL. We were talking about uh, EA's NHL game, uh, which you know we lovingly call Chell, as you should. You'll sound much more informed. Uh, a big point of that is sometimes they just talked about when a, when a puck would fall in. They're like, good things happen when you just shoot it at the net. Just you know, when you're a rookie, just shoot it, shoot it towards the net. Maybe something good will happen. You know, that's what the announcers would say like half the time. And so you know, again. Matthew Bars out. Sometimes it isn't a good shot, but sometimes your pass isn't a good pass either. So sometimes you just take the bad shot and just hope something dumb happens. Yeah, I mean, I just, I remember one specifically a game a couple weeks ago where he like had a very open look at goal and was just looking to pass the whole way. It's like, dude, just have a go. Yeah, he does that a lot. He's definitely a pass first guy, which is definitely different to see with somebody who's got that much finesse and that much feels right. like charisma or confidence and star power. He's just passes away all the time uh so it's definitely different but i think the word you're looking for is sauce yeah but also sauce yeah for sure he's got he's got he's got dirty fucking dangles for sure uh that being said the, the new york islanders and washington capitals are tied zero zero at the end of the second as we are recording this Ooh, but okay. so a win against the caps again again a win against philly and again i think we talked about uh trying to figure out if this islanders team is going to be for real and i think if the Islanders want to make it deeper in the playoffs, I think what they're going to have to do is avoid playing the Penguins in the first round. <laughs> and I think yeah. I think the Penguins aren't going to make it to the one seed. I think they're going to be the two or the three. So I think the Islanders need to be the one. And uh, obviously, they're the they the Caps no longer have a game in hand, which is really handy. They've now played the same number of games. The Caps are up two points on them, uh, and then the Islanders are up two points on uh, the Pens as well. So, and again, they're all they're all right around the same number of games so it's good we're happy with where we're at uh, i think f- 15 more games to go after this game today and yeah, uh, uh i keep being surprised at how many more games there are 
yeah, I'm I'm both shocked at how many games there are and how few games there are in, in the same yeah, in the same sure. at the same time. Because normally we wouldn't even be halfway through the season, but it felt like we're a lot closer to the end of the season, but we're not. Right. But that being said, I am excited, and I think if if you knock off the Caps here, you're in first place, and then the world is your oyster for real. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Islanders are in a great spot. But not to dwell too long on the Islanders, Owen. Let's talk about the rest of the league. Um, I, I think we last week. I think we talked a lot about the Central Division. So I would like to provide an update about what's going on in the Central Division, and that is, the Nashville Predators have put themselves into playoff contention. Oh no way! Yep, they have passed. You're, t- you're the telling me that the hottest team in hockey popped off? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. After after last week's hottest hottest team in hockey debacle, for sure. Uh, they uh, they are now officially in fourth place in that central division, right behind the Carolina wow. Hurricanes. Well, not right behind the Hur- Hur- Carolina Hurricanes. They're uh, still uh, twelve points behind third place, but they have officially taken over fourth place. Wow, good for them, man. But here's something that I didn't actually notice until I'm looking at it right now. As we are in the middle of the show, I'm going to change what I was about to say on the fly. Uh, good for the Nashville Predators to take to take over the Chicago Blackhawks. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks in their previous in their last game to move them up to this. But what I will say is that right before that, the Nashville Predators did lose to the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars are also in that Central Division, and they are five games back, but uh, five five points back. Sorry, five points back, forty-one to thirty-six, but. They do have three games in hand. Interesting. And the Columbus Blue Jackets are also only five points back, but they are they've they've played one extra game. So hmm. I don't put as nearly as much merit as I put in the stars, but don't don't sleep on those defending West or Western Conference champion stars. Don't don't count them out just yet. I would uh, I would definitely keep your eye on them. It, it certainly is a team that knows how to make a push down, towards the end of the season, knows how to play in the playoffs. If I mean, you know, again, while the Central Division is, is being dominated by those top three teams with the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Carolina Hurricanes, what I will tell you is that the Stars sneak in at fourth. That's a team with a lot of playoff experience that can make life tough for, for, for three teams who, did, who thought they were going to get to play the Preds or the, or the Blackhawks instead of the defending Western Conference champions. That's true. It's kind of like, you know, um, honestly, I, I hate I hate to give them this credit, but it's kind of like uh, the New England Patriots. Like, when they don't get that number one overall seed, you're like, man, they still got, you know, what, the greatest coach of all time, and they always have these scrappy veteran players that everyone loves to underrate but have a billion years of playoff experience between them all. Right. So. Of course. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. If the stars sneak, uh, if the stars sneak in, the rest be of that worried. division's definitely got to be on uh, upset alert. Be worried, and yeah, maybe they don't have the best coaching situation. The Dallas Stars were the team that had their coach randomly fired in the middle of the season last year, and I'm not sure we ever actually learned what it was. Like they didn't give any reason to the press. He wasn't allowed to talk to the press about what it was. It was very similar to uh, for uh, the people who watch a lot of Twitch and stuff like that. The, st- the thing that happened, Doctor Disrespect, very similar. Is that all of a sudden he was just gone, and they said, "Don't ask about it, and we're not going to tell you." And he's like, "Okay, all right." So, but the Dallas Stars have did rebound nicely. Of course, they did win the Western Conference, and 
uh, I wouldn't be shocked here. And here's a little here's a little uh, storyline for you. If the Dallas Stars sneak in in that fourth place slot, do you know what the do you know what there's a possibility of in the first round of the playoffs? What's that? A Stanley Cup rematch, first round of the playoffs. Oh shit! Which is is the number one thing anybody could have hoped for, right? By putting the two by putting the two Stanley Cup participants last year, the Stanley Cup Finals participants from last year into the same division. That was the number one thing that could have happened for the NHL. Was these two teams going all the way or getting into the playoffs, but in this exact situation. Yeah, so they could take each other out. Right, and obviously the Florida Panthers are on top. Shout out one KC sports fan. We're uh, a a friend of the show, for sure. A friend uh, of the show, for sure. Right, but uh, they are in first right now, but they're only up two points, and and the Lightning have a game in hand, so they've got the opportunity to tie and the better goal differential. I'm going to break the order of the show here, and I'm going to toss a uh, conspiracy theory at you, dude. Okay, okay. So we've talked about this to all of our friends to try to entice them to watch hockey. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before is that parody in hockey is the greatest of any of the North American sports. Mm-hmm. Any of them, you know, soccer, mm-hmm. not just, not just the big four, Absolutely. any of the North American sports. Absolutely. Dude, they knew, they knew shit was going down and they, this season is just forced parody. They Ooh. did that. On, they did that on purpose, Ooh. bro. Ooh. They did this on purpose. They put the two Stanley Cup finalists in the same division so that only one of them can get out on purpose. It's a storybook. It's going to happen. It's it's going to happen. It's very similar to when Romo said uh, when the Chiefs when the Chiefs and the Bucks played each other in week seven or eleven or whatever it was when Romo was like, I wouldn't be shocked if we see these two teams back here in four weeks. Everyone's like, F- uh, well, it's going to happen now. It's over. So everybody go home. It's just going to be Chiefs and the Bucks, and of course, Rostradamus, yeah, yeah, Rostradamus, yeah, yeah. So. I absolutely wouldn't be shocked. Actually, the NHL, there was a, I remember a graphic that came out, uh, you know, at the end of 2020, and they released uh, all the teams. They released it for every league. It was the team that hadn't made the playoffs in, in each major North American sports league. And there right. was like five teams in the NBA, four teams in, in the NFL, like six, maybe it was like four it might have been three teams in the NFL like four teams in the NBA like six teams in the MLB which makes a lot of sense because those guys can basement dwell for a long time because it takes so long because you draft somebody and it still might take five years for them to show up and actually be good and uh but the NHL was the only it was the only team I I think they had no teams that had missed the playoffs all 10 years or they had one it was either one or zero and I couldn't remember but in in the 2010 to 2020 they had no teams miss the playoffs or one. Wait, wasn't team. it wasn't it one and it was like the Red Wings? I think it like, might have that's and, and see that's but the like team no that one was in, cares. That was the team that was in my head as well, was either the Red Wings or the Devils. And I don't But like no one cares yeah. if the Red Wings haven't made it because they have like fifteen titles, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They've got absolutely no expectations on them. And uh so yeah, so there is the most parody in the NHL. And I mean and some of the most teams also, they also take almost half the league makes the playoffs, which also helps. But in the NFL, we're about to see almost half the teams in the NFL make the playoffs coming up too as well. And I think yeah. half the teams in the NBA, you know what? Well, fuck them. I think, although the MLB, yeah. the, it makes sense that the MLB is probably the, the lowest because I think they have only seven. Hell, that's even close, right? No, 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 no. They were taking... They take five. That's right. They take five from each league, which is the 
way the the smallest percentage out of any sports league. Yeah, because you have to like, w- yeah, because there's there's times in baseball like in the early thousands there was like a hundred and one win Pirates team that didn't make the playoffs. Right. Well, and for a while there, they were only taking one wild card team. They weren't even playing. So that so that like that year where there was like Cardinals, Pirates, Reds or something weird. Yeah. Like in 2013 or 2014 when those teams are really good and then one of those good teams didn't make it. You were like, absolute travesty. That's awful. But right. not the case in the NHL. Uh, a few other tidbits from around the league. The Flyers are fading. <laughs> I think I touched on it slightly. They're falling behind the Bruins even more. The Bruins have uh, two games on the Flyers and they're up three points on them for fourth place in the East. Uh, the Canadiens have absolutely taken over fourth place and they're going to make a run at se- third or second. They're at 35 wow. po- uh they're at uh they have four games in hand over second and third place and they're only five and six games back respectively from third and second place. So Truman, who was the team that we were talking about last week that had like six games in hand? I think it might have been I think it was the Montreal Canadiens. I think that was the team that we talked about how they were close with the Canucks, but they were, you know, the Canucks were basically probably dead, so they were going to make a push. Huh. Well, either you, that you, or, you called it. You said they yeah. were going to make that push. Yeah, I, I want to say it was the Canadians, unless it was the Preds or the Stars. I don't, it, one of, definitely one of those fringe teams. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, and then in the West, I would be remiss if uh, uh, our buddy Chase, our buddy Lucas, it, it happens to be in here, is that uh, San Jose Sharks are uh, making a bit of a push. They're, Two games in hand, only five points back from the Coyotes. Uh, they're, you know, they're, things yeah. are looking up there for the for the for the Sharks. I'm interested to see what happens in that West. That could get exciting. I think we talked about that last week. That it was really felt like the only division that felt pretty secure and locked up. And now all of a sudden, well, well, dude, I, I can't. I well, we gotta look at this. Hold on, dude. I, you're looking over some stuff. The Blues are all the way in sixth. Yeah. The Coyotes are now in fourth. Right. And the Avalanche are. 8-0-2, while the Knights and the Wild are 5-4-1. Yeah. Dude, what's going on in the West? It's the kind West, of popping off. The West is super fun. That's a super fun division right now. Remember, we said the West was one of the most boring, and all of a sudden, the Blues start sucking ass, mm-hmm. and the Sharks and the Coyotes are making push for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is overdue for the Coyotes, in my opinion. They've drafted well the last, like, three years and have some, some really good forward play. Yeah. They, they've definitely deserved a playoff spot, but just haven't had the coaching to do it. Yeah, the Blues are on a seven-game losing streak, with only one of those being an overtime loss. And uh, even for you guys that uh, don't know hockey, uh, that doesn't get it done. That doesn't move the needle much. I'll tell you But that. you know who doesn't care about that? Me. Fuck St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis. All right. Uh, that almost racks it up for hockey. Oh, and you want to give us our hockey term of the week? Yeah, let me just pull out my notes right quick. Oh, notes? Notes? Uh, I know. Notes. So I decided to do one that's kind of commonplace, but has a little twist, and that is high sticking. Okay. So high sticking is when you bring your stick above, I believe it's shoulder height, to to, uh, after a follow-through or... Mainly what it is, is to use to tap down an uh, airborne puck into the goal. Mm-hmm. It needs above, to be... Above shoulder height. You can baseball right. swing, but you can't chop it. 
because right. because it can exactly. lead to such dangerous things as hitting people in the face and whatnot. And it's not really fair. And it's exactly. the rules. So fuck you. So don't do so, it. So and it's kind of funny because technically high sticking still counts on the follow through after your shot. You can't. You're not supposed to lift it up by, very high. But mm-hmm. that's kind of like traveling in the NBA where it doesn't really get called unless it's egregious. Like in the example, if you make contact yeah. with somebody at, right. during your follow through. Right. But even then, it's kind of like traveling in the NBA doesn't really get called. Yeah. But the main call for high sticking is on tap down goals wh- when the puck's flying through the air and your forward tries to tap it down to redirect it. It has to be, your stick has to be at the goal height or lower, which is weird because the player height is gravitating towards taller and stronger players at the same time that smaller, faster players are also becoming in. So you have this weird height disparity yeah. between a lot of the NHL. So it's it's getting more awkward for these taller and taller players to keep that stick below the goal line. But then again, it's also getting more difficult for referees because these people yeah, uh, can have their stick way above the goal line, but they're so tall that their stick is still parallel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. I mean, perpendicular to them. So, but that being said, your stick has to be below the height of the top of the goal have it count and you will see referees which in my opinion i haven't really seen referees get a call wrong in hockey i don't think legitimately ever in my five years of watching hockey there's some really close offsides and stuff with it that they do with the video replay right but like in the nfl we see stuff that's like that's wrong yeah but in the nhl it's like man that's a really close call it's too close to call yeah like i've never been like that's a wrong call Every now and again, you feel like boarding got missed and things like that, but I mean... Right, but nothing on a review. I've, I've never, like, been yeah. pissed off after a review. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that But yeah, so that's my hockey term of the week, is just high sticking. Can't have your stick above the height of the goal. Also, a little shout-out to the, uh, honestly, to the MLB. I think their review system has gotten a lot better also. I think Ooh, they've true. gotten a lot better at it. Obviously, the stuff that gets re- uh, reviewed in the MLB is really generally pretty black and white pretty clear cut on what's going to happen there but they have gotten better about using it they've gotten better it's i think it's made the umps get better uh perfect example was in the royals opening day game i think they had the ump call the guy out twice out like twice at first base and uh the royals reviewed it both times won the challenge both times that third time that happened where it was close the ump called it safe and he was so it was kind of you know you kind of force uh the umps to be better as opposed to back in the day when, you know, you couldn't really leg out a double play. Honestly, a lot of times they just give it to the guy. And right. You know, yeah. that was kind and, of one of those unspoken rules of baseball. <laughs> but And that's it's funny that you say that true, but just rule. real quick yeah. about baseball is that like now, like the review system has gotten so good that instead of criticizing the umpires, people are criticizing the person whose job it is to call for the review on the team, Absolutely. which is hilarious, Great by the way. Great job done by the MLB to shift the blame off of them, 100%. Yes, and that is just hysterical. It's like, like because there were tweets going around, it's like, Bill DePlissy is the best re- replay guy in baseball. That is a bonker statement. Yeah. That is a bonker statement. The miss rate for the replay guy really should be zero. Right. They're literally slowing down replays, and they've got like two full minutes to look at. Yeah, and it isn't like the well, and it isn't like the NFL where you can hike it real quick and make it, and 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 you missed your challenge. It's like you know they sit there and they go, wait a minute, wait, hold on, wait a second, hold on, hold, hold, hold on. Yeah, we want it. We want we want this. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's 
it's yeah. different. But, MLB masterclass on shifting the blame. Just masterclass. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into baseball, let's finish. Up, well, I'll finish up the hockey. We'll talk about uh, hot hockey team of the week, and you kind of already di- we kind of already dipped our toes in it. I had to cut you off there a bit when you were talking about the West. I had to. I had to yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not this week. Not this week, boy. Uh, but I was actually going to. I uh, and even I brought up this team. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to the San Jose Sharks. It's it's tough not to give it to the Avalanche. Trust me, the Avalanche are have won five in a row and are eight zero and two. But I think I've done the Avalanche recently. I think two weeks ago I did the Avalanche. Yes. And they've continued to surge. So I didn't want to give it to them again. And I also want to give it to a team that kind of changed their playoff position. Obviously, the Avalanche did go from like third very solidly in third to very solidly in first. They've got four points cleared now. But I want to give it to the San Jose Sharks. They've won. Uh, the second most games in a row in the league. They're tied for second most games. One, oh, third most games won in the league. Uh, also, shout out to the Florida Panthers again, also surging. Uh, the, the teams that are above them are the Florida Panthers at six, uh, the Colorado Aval- Avalanche at five, and they're also tied with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Leafs who are, who are also uh, coming back, so who had four. So the San Jose Sharks are also at Owen oh, Owen oh, I got to know what was that noise Owen I got to know what that was <laughs> Well as you know I am in the storage room that was definitely my dad turning on the faucet outside to water some plants Interesting <laughs> all right <laughs> and it makes that really loud noise every time <laughs> All right I had to know I had to know All right but the San, but the San Jose Sharks are going to end up being my team of the week uh they're 4 and 3 they're they're they won 4 in a row they're 6 3 and 1 their last 10 Obviously, uh, it does. It helps. It doesn't help that the team right above them, the Arizona Coyotes, are also uh, surging right now, as they have gone seven two and one in their last uh, in their last ten and won three of their last games. So it sucks to finally get your act together and really make a push here, and to have another team right bo- right above you also get their act together and also make a really good push all of a sudden. But shout out to the San Jose Sharks. They've got. Two games in hand on those Coyotes, and they're only five points back. So if you keep that hot streak going, you might be able to make a good push. And I, you know, I wouldn't hate to see the Sharks and make the playoffs or something. You know, again, I uh, don't want to see them win a championship just because I don't want to hear from certain people about it. But uh, especially, <laughs> especially before the Islanders win one. But I have no problem with the Sharks making the playoffs. And you know, kind of, I, I think all of those teams in the West are fun to cheer for. Maybe not yeah. as much the Avalanche or the Golden Knights, just because they have been good lately and stuff. But uh, the Minnesota Wild, the the, the Yotes, the Sharks, uh, all all fun teams to cheer for. Uh, the Blues can uh, rot rotten hell in sixth place for sure. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, that'll kind of wrap up uh, the hockey stuff. So let's talk we always do a little bonus sports segment uh the past couple times we have talked march madness uh i guess congratulations to the baylor bears i don't know if i really ever want to celebrate that team especially as a k-state fan oh oh wait 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 i would be remiss we are the top hold on i got ahead of myself we are the top hockey and health podcast so actually we have to do a quick health week recap and uh owen I think I kind of teased this on my, uh, for when I was putting out uh, promotional stuff for the stream uh, today. But, oh, and I can finally lift my hands above my head fairly yes, easily. Yes, sir! Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to anybody who tuned in on Saturday. We'll probably start doing this normally on Saturday, but we did a, uh, I did a workout stream 
on on stream. I don't know if you. I think you said you might have checked it out for a second or two, but it no, was. I too did a little bit, yeah. It was, it was tough. I think I think the numbers were uh, so. Basically, I didn't think anybody would. I, I didn't think we'd have a ton of subs, right? Right. Let's just say, you know, I have. I think a, a normal month for me has looked like twenty to twenty-five subs somewhere in there. Yeah. And so I was ambitious and dumb and naive, and I said, you know what? What are the odds that we have a bunch of people sub? Probably low. So I said, I'll do five burpees for every sub that we hit. Burpees are you put your hands on the ground, you you kick your legs out. And apparently, yep. I've never done this before, but apparently you also do a push-up during burpees? Yeah. yeah. I've never, I've, I don't know what that was. At, at my high school, we didn't do it. Maybe that's why we weren't good at football. Well, yeah, you just add that extra step. I never really, I know you can do it, but what I did at first, like soccer workouts, we didn't do push-ups either. Yeah, I definitely always did hands down, legs out, legs back in, hands, and you get up, and sometimes you have to jump up and explode or whatever. But yep. I was told by the people on the stream that you have to do push-ups, and I was like, all right, cool. So... <laughs> I did maybe 75 actual burpees or so, and then eventually yeah. uh, the number that we hit was 210 burpees that I had to do. <laughs> so, because I would get, like, I remember, like, I was like, oh, I'm almost under 100. I'm almost back to double digits. And somebody would go, no, you don't. And I'm like, mother. And so we, I eventually got to switch to star jumps, which is like you, well, basically crouch down pretty much straight up and down. And then you explode and you say, I'm a star or yep. whatever. And yep. we were also doing like channel points rewards for squats. Squats was another one. I don't know. I haven't checked this today. See how much I can get some bend on these knees. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're actually doing a lot better. The quads are finally loosening <laughs> up. But I'll tell you what, man. I had to on, I did that on Saturday. The next day on Sunday, I was going down the stairs to like leave my apartment. And I had to have both hands on the handrail just going down going down the stairs it was oh no it was uh not my proudest moment for sure but we got through it i'm uh, finally starting to loosen up a bit finally not being as sore uh feeling <laughs> feeling a little bit better but uh you know on the downside of it is while it was such a good workout on saturday i basically lost three days of working out because of it because i haven't <laughs> i haven't had the mobility or, you know, it was, I was in, you know, pain, essentially. I had to, I know I had to shower. I showered on Monday. I was telling them, I, I, like, if you can see my shower rod here, you know, it's about the normal height of a normal shower rod. And I went to go put both hands up there just to, like, lean. And I put my left hand up there, goes up there fine. And I had to pull my right hand up there and just set it up there because it didn't <laughs> have the muscle to, because my oh, lats, no. my lats were sore. I was sore in places yeah. I didn't even think I'd ever get sore. And yeah. Uh, uh yeah. it was, it was insane, but that was my, that was my healthy week. Oh, and how was your, I did, uh, well, I, I mean, 110 the squats, me? by the way, was what we did also. And 350 jumping jacks. So what the fuck? You could say I'm <laughs> built differently at this point. <laughs> We're going to just yeah, start. Uh, we'll do that every Saturday. I didn't Saturday, do anything. So I didn't do anything like that. Um, it was Easter. So I ate a bunch of candy, you know, as you do. Yeah. But, uh, I've continued to not slack on my diet. That's mainly been my focus throughout this whole ordeal. Um, good, I'm good. working out a little bit, but my main focus has been improving my diet. Mm -hmm. um, sticking strong for lunch, always making lunch, but uh, nothing, nothing real crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing super uh, amazing to report, but yeah, yeah, just you know, maintaining my my progress of uh, just you know, maybe eating a little bit less at dinner, you know, because. Right. 
I can, I can eat quite a bit, but I don't need to. Yeah. And just kind of like making healthier choices throughout the day, trying to drink more water, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I uh, I I know you're back on the soda, right? You finally you yes. got to got to get back on it. But you know, you're not going crazy, right? Yeah, you just got to uh-huh. drink drink no, one sorry. every you know every now and again. You know, try to stick to meals. Try not to just have them just to drink. I think that's right. a big thing that saves a lot of calories for people that really struggle with soda is just stop for sure. Just drinking them to drink them, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And yeah, somebody else in the chat did post that I am Bill Dipperly now. So, oh I, yeah, I literally, of course. And we'll see. Somebody else has suggested to me that I do that workout every single week until I until I doesn't hurt anymore to do that workout. And I said, "Go fuck yourself." I said, "No." That's that's the right answer because right that answer. was still too much for. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll start. Well, it'll definitely. We'll keep on going with the workout streams. We'll see how we need to adjust it. Maybe I I don't expect me to to double to triple my sub count every every time we do this so i'll probably i'll probably keep honestly i'll probably keep everything the same totals and just you know at the end of the day it was good workouts i i like doing squats and things like that so uh and and if 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 it ends up that i can start working out on wednesday after that saturday sunday monday tuesdays really aren't big workout days for me anyway so i can afford to be sore for three days or whatever so true and that way i can hit my hard hard cardio wednesday thursday friday when i'm much more open we're not doing podcasts there you go that being said let's talk a little bit about uh the royals obviously opening day was last thursday correct yeah yeah uh and the royals are off to a hot start Number one in the AL at the AL Central right now, not yes, tied, sir. not uh, you know, not tied for second or third or fourth, but they're number one, baby. You can still tweet out. I think some guy's been putting out tweet a tweet that says the Kansas City Royals are first place in the AL Central, like every day that they're still in it. So you can still retweet <laughs> that tweet. You can retweet that tweet as a treat. <laughs> but as a treat, they're off to a hot start. They're Three and one, yep. To start off with, uh, they took two against the terrible Rangers. They went down 4-0 twice, <laughs> or against those, or five zero five zero on opening day. Came back and scored five in that same inning, and then eventually won that game. Oh God, what was it, like eleven to six or something? It was like eleven to yeah, eleven to six or seven. Yeah, and uh, and then they went down four uh, against the Rangers on game two on Saturday. And uh, on yeah on Saturday and also came back to win that game by I think like eleven to four like again like winning eleven yeah eleven to four yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they're off to a hell of a start and uh, obviously they're not going to stay this hot right the Royals as much as I hate to say it probably still aren't going to win the division probably not right but they could make a push for it. But my question more so is, do you think that uh, this Royals team has what it takes to maybe make a run at the playoffs? And maybe not even just make the playoffs, but be in the hunt, you know, plus 500, well, yeah, be within yeah, so, five games of the wild card by the end of the year here? Yeah, I, I, th- I actually do think so. And this, trim, this is something that you and I have talked about for the last couple of years about the Royals teams. The Royals finally did what you and I have been begging them to do. It has to get rid of the hyper-terrible batting on yeah, the team. Right. And, and because... We've thought for years that this Royals team should be contending and has several players that are, you know, playoff, uh, you know, contention players. 
but there's like just one or two absolutely terrible batters on the team. Well, and it was always weird signings where they'd sign these like 35 year old has-beens who haven't been good in years, and they're like, "Yeah, we're hoping that it, it was it was obviously." The Royals have been in a bit of a rebuild since 2016, once Moose, Haas, Lorenzo Cain, right. all those contracts kind of wore out. And I think Moose got into, I think we kept him for 2017 still, and then we finally gave up on him, or we finally traded right. him away at the trade deadline that year. But they would always sign that weird... Uh, Blaine Boyer, Brandon Moss. Yeah, like, it's like, why are we like, messing around Like with dudes let's that are... Just, Let's just not. Especially Boyer, man. Boyer was so bad, and we kept bringing him in in really important situations, and he kept blowing it. Yeah. And I, uh, this year's Royals, you know, the starting pitching has obviously got to get better, but we believe these guys are, you know, pretty good pitchers, and they'll be able to do it. Yeah. And But we've gotten rid of the super terrible bats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the guys on this team can hit, and, you know, with a little bit of luck and, you know, some Kyle Isbell magic, you know, rookie playing well. They can make a push for the playoffs. I think they can pull the 2018 Braves and make the playoffs sooner than expected. Yeah, this Royals team is definitely one of those where it's fun because you don't totally always feel like they're out of it. You don't feel like they're – you don't if, – if, you know, because of that magic that happened in those first two games where they were down 4-0 and then came back, is that even that following game where they were – in the third game of the series when they did end up losing, they were down, you know, seven runs. And you were still like, dude, they could make a push here. And that was kind of the magic of that 2015-2014 team was that you never felt like they were out of it. They would get down 6-0 in the third inning, and you'd be and you wouldn't turn off the game, which is insane. Because I remember in the first inning on opening day, I was like, it was 5-0, and I was like, guys, at the end, because <laughs> I mean, I was the only one watching it for sure, but I was definitely talking to people while we were watching it, and uh, I was like, guys, if this game, if the Royals are down by six, because the inning, the top of the first wasn't over yet. Right. Like, if the Royals are down by six by the end of this inning, I'm turning off this game. And but this Royals team has proven that it's not quite over yet. And maybe they if they can capture some of that magic and be like those Royals, it can get really it can get really fun and really exciting. And they're dangerous one through one through seven, you know. And even the eight seven eight nine hitters have been good to start off the season here. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, it helps that, you know, we're getting, like, star power plays from new signing Santana and, you know, new signing Michael A. Taylor. Yeah. Gunning out gunning out people at the plate will definitely get people watching. Uh, and then, you know, just being that MVP of that first game, just knocking everything around the park, that's that's the kind of stuff. This, see, the, we haven't had a start like this from a Royals team in a while. So, yeah. like, even if the Royals end up, you know, in the next 10 games, you know, 3-11, and 11, which, knock on wood, I hope they won't do, but... Like, even then, just because the Royals haven't been above 500 in what seems like four years. Yeah. You know, winning the first game of the season was massive for, you know, Royals fans' involvement in this game. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm looking forward to the season. It should be fun. Yeah. Speaking of Michael A. Taylor, uh, I wanted to ask you, what player do you think is the biggest surprise, the biggest surprise on the Royals so far this season? Well, if it's not Michael A. Taylor, it's got to be Kyle Isbell. And if it's not Kyle Isbell, it's got to be Scott Barlow. So I, I think I have – I mean, Scott Barlow is not really that much of a surprise, but he's still balling. And, you know, I was really hoping that he wouldn't have a sophomore slump. So I, I'm going to give it to Kyle Isbell. The rookie's been playing really well. But, I mean, Michael A. Taylor definitely deserves a shout. Um, I believe he played well for the uh, for the Angels, right? Was his previous team? No, the Nats. The Nats. Oh, uh, the Nats. Yeah, I believe he, you know – 
uh, played series. well for them. So it was kind of a surprise that we got him for so cheap. But, I mean, he definitely deserves a shout. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, didn't win the World Series. I guess wasn't on the team when they won. That sucks. Um, but I think this most surprising is, for me is Michael A. Taylor. I thought, <laughs> because I'd never heard of Michael A. Taylor before opening day. I literally was yeah, like, who is this guy? And we talked about them signing middling <laughs> – 30 year old players and i didn't think that's what michael a taylor was he looked so good just on the on the opening day but michael a taylor is 30 years old and uh he has played he started in 2014 with the nats and he played eight seven seasons with them and he batted 250 and 271 that was his two highest seasons he hasn't and other than that he doesn't he hasn't batted over uh, like 230 the rest of those huh. five seasons. So this offensive explosion certainly really has come out of nowhere. So will it, will it keep up? Mm, history would tell you no, which is unfortunate because it has been definitely a spark plug. But, you know, if he could have his best hitting season ever, and, you know, I'm not talking batting. You know, I don't need him to go out and bat 300 or 330 or 438 like he's batting right now. But if he went out there and batted, you know, if he hit two. 280 270 I mean this team's this team's probably a contender I think I think with the heart of the lineup you know with Whit Merrifield uh playing however well he is and then uh uh Salvador Perez and uh uh Jorge Soler uh in those in that the four and five spot I mean it's just it's just a really good team one through seven hitting It'll it'll come down to the young pitching. It'll come down to the bullpen being able to progress. It'll come down to the starters being able to actually perform. Danny Duffy, if Danny Duffy could be a three or a four ERA guy as, as your fourth starter, fantastic. And, right, yeah. and you know Michael uh, – oh, shoot, who started the season? Michael – not Flynn, right? Or was it Flynn? Uh, Mike Miner. No, well, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, no. Who's Who opened? Who was the opening day starter? Was it not Mike Miner? It was not Mike Miner. Oh my gosh! Wow, this is uh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the name. Talk about Brad Keller. Brad Keller, thank you, Jesus. Uh, the Islanders did score a goal to go up one zero with six minutes left in the, in the game, um, by Brock Nelson. Brock Nelson. Um, but what I but if Brad Keller gets back on it and actually pitches well and actually pitches, you know, the three to four again, if this starting lineup, if this if these starters can be three to four ERA guys and three to five ERA guys, even you know. We'll be fine. The bullpen looks great. You know, you've got a lot of young arms in the bullpen. And if Wade Davis and, you know, hopefully Brad, Wade Davis and Greg Holland won't have to save a bunch of games, we'll see. I really hope Stallmount, uh, they move him into that closer role and he closes closes out. They had Jesse Hahn come in. Uh, yeah, Jesse Hahn was kind of awesome too. Yeah, he was. I mean, they they look good. Jake Junis out of the bullpen, is he's got great stuff. Jake Junis has always had great stuff. He just would run out of gas as a starter. I think right. there's a lot of excitement in that bullpen. I think there's a lot of excitement in the in the batting lineup. I think they get on base a lot, and it looks like they can steal an extra base, take an extra base every now and again, and that's what the Royals did in 2014-2015. It's just very reminiscent, and obviously any good Royals team will always get compared to those teams, but I hey, am Truman, excited for it. I don't want to say this like super out loud, but uh, we're doing this while a certain somebody isn't in the lineup. I know. I know. Mondesi. Mondesi comes back, and then... And no, then. but like... I think that him coming back might be a bad thing. 
No, no, no. I mean, you're you're replacing your your eight your eight hitter or your nine hitter. I think Nicky Lopez is hitting ninth right now with with a, a dark horse MVP candidate if he's if he returns to form. So let's not sure. Let's sure, but right. Uh, and just before we escape it, I just want to go back to this. We don't even need Michael A. Taylor to bat two seventy. We don't even need him to bat two sixty. We honestly, Truman, don't even need him to bat two fifty. Right. We just need him to not bat one eighty. Right. Yeah. We need him to bat like two forty. Right. He could honestly, Truman, even bat two thirty. We just, we just cannot have uh, an around two hundred batter like we've had in the eight and nine spot for the last three years. Yeah. Yes, but you will not gaslight me to keeping that. Uh, Mondesi, Mondesi out of the lineup for Nick. I, you're I not am gonna a Mondesi Alcides, hater. You're not going to Alcides Escobar me. Or, oh, well, for some reason, the team's just really good when Alcides Escobar <laughs> leads off, even though he's a terrible leadoff hitter because he never walks and he always swings at the first pitch like you never should as a, as a leadoff hitter. It's just, just for some reason, the lineup's really good. You're not going to gaslight me into, into letting I'm Alcides sorry, Escobar dude, lead off. I'm a Mondesi hater. You're not gonna, Six years is enough. Nicky Lope, he's 25. He's like a year older than me and you. He's, it sounds like he's the next Billy Bean to me. Dude, I'm giving up on you. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Let's let's wrap it up for sports. Uh, of course, uh, well, I guess we're going to talk sports uh, during our top five of the week. Because yeah. Owen, our top five of the week this week, top MLB teams that you cheer for, that are that are fun to cheer for, who are not the Kansas City Royals. Okay, so, you know, I had to kind of dig deep on this one because I really don't watch. Like, I'm somebody... When the Royals are bad, I don't watch a lot of Royals. Well, I mean, me in general, Truman, I didn't even watch the National Championship game. Like, in in, in NCAAs. Like, if... Yeah, if... I don't think I watched a single full game of March Madness. And I love March Madness. Wow, jeez. I find it really hard to watch a game if my team isn't in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. That's just who I am. So this was like a really difficult list for me to make. But here's how it's going to go. So at number five, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners. Just because my favorite player of all the, of all time was a longtime Seattle Mariner. That's Ichiro Suzuki. And uh, I, I watched a little bit of it because my uh, I have family in Spokane. And they're, they're Mariners fans. And just a heartbreaking so that, team to watch. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Definitely can't watch too much of it before wanting to cry. So uh, Seattle Mariners, number five. Uh, and then in my four spot, I'm going to go with the Braves, and just because of recent, recency bias. They've mm-hmm. been a really fun team to watch. Mike Fultonewitz, super fun, saucy pitcher uh, with the Braves. was a lot of fun. And just basically for him alone is why I'm going with the Braves. At number, uh, at number three, actually, Truman, Got the Colorado Rockies. Oh, yeah. Uh, super nice stadium. Really likable team. Blackman, another, you know, fun star uh, star player for the Rockies who is just, you know, an all-around likable guy. Um, yeah, I, I, I have no quarrels with the Rockies. Their stadium's just super nice, and I feel like the product they put out is always really good. And so they're in my number three. Mm-hmm. So in my number two spot, I've got the Tampa Bay Rays. The uh, Rays, it seems like a lot of old Royals players go to the Rays. And then the uh, Royals also have, like, career days when we play the Rays. So there's kind of good luck for the Royals. Uh, As you know, Danny Duffy set the strikeout record for the Royals all time against the Tampa Bay Rays in a game that I watch all of and I will soon be forgetting. Yeah. But, yeah, so they are my number two team. 
And, okay, so I'm looking over my number one spot, and I'm just kind of going back and forth on whether or not this team is really my my number one. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going to commit to it. My number one favorite team, and this is really close for the Rays. I really do like the Rays a lot. Interesting. Um, okay. But my number one team that's not the Royals is the Pittsburgh Pirates, and which is weird because I'm normally a Pittsburgh hater. But the Pirates just seem so disconnected from the other Pittsburgh teams. Like, it just doesn't seem like the air around the baseball team is anywhere close to the Steelers or the Penguins. Yeah. Um, and and this, this is mainly just because I grew up with uh, with Kutch, you know, being mm. the star mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's you know, bent, he was the star player in Pittsburgh for like, you know, eight years or whatever it was, however long it was. But when I really started watching sports, Kutch was the best player. Yeah. And, the best uncrowned player in the MLB. Absolutely. So yeah, that's my list. Five through five through one. All right. So starting five through one. Shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me let me just where did I put I fucking crumpled up a piece of paper. Oh uh, fuck. Um. Oh yeah, Mariners. Then I went Braves. Yep. Then I went Rockies. Rockies. Then Rays. And then Pirates. Okay. All right. Fair yes. enough, fair enough. I respect it. Um, this was this is definitely a weird topic I gave you. I was just, you know, we're uh, <laughs> if if you listen if you listen on Twitch or if you listen on the to the Spotify or the Apple Podcast, uh, definitely shoot us ideas for top fives. We are uh, always looking for more new and exciting fast food ideas. I mean, uh, not fast. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. What, podcast? What, podcast? There, what podcast? what podcast are we on? Uh, <laughs> But uh, new top five ideas. Sorry, we do a lot of food, and that's. I was thinking about how somebody sent us top five sandwiches, which we might have to do at some point. But I uh, for sure. But that popped in my head, so then I hit fast food ideas. Um, so my number five team would be the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Royals, when they were good, the Twins weren't very good, and that was kind of nice. I think is that we, you know, is is that I don't have a lot of disdain for them because they weren't incredible when the Royals were good. The Royals, really, when they were battling for the for the division title, it was really the Tigers, which is funny because the Tigers are so bad now, and it's somewhat right. the Cleveland Indians as well. And then once the Royals were bad, the Cleveland Indians were good, and once the Cleveland Indians were bad, the Twins are good. So now we're cycling back through. The White Sox are about to be good. The Royals are coming up. The Twins are starting to maybe fade. You know, they were on top for the last few years. And the Detroit Tigers are basement dwellers. Right, Uh, yeah, they're they're really bad. But, uh, so number five would be the Minnesota Twins. I think they haven't won anything in a while. They haven't won anything since the 90s, early 90s. They haven't won a World Series championship since I've been born. Uh, And I just have no problem rooting for the Minnesota Twins. We've got a couple friends who are Twins fans. It makes it easy to root for. Number four, the Tampa Bay Rays. I had them as well. I don't know what it is about them. I remember uh, kind of similarly the, the Evan Longoria era of the of the Rays, very similar to yeah. your McCutcheon era of the Pirates, where they were just an exciting team to watch because you were always looking to see what would happen, and they were right on the edge of the wild card and in the playoff and had a bunch of exciting things. They were part of that one crazy Game 162 day where, like, they needed four teams to lose and they had to win and it was all this crazy stuff and it actually happened and they got in similar to like what the chiefs playoff weird yeah. crazy playoff scenario that they hit a few years back. Uh, number three would be the Arizona diamondbacks again, just kind of a team that I ain't got no problem with them. You know, they, 
make a run at it every now and again, but you know, at the end of the day, they're generally bad, and I think it's, I think it's fun to root for teams that are bad. Uh, an honorable mention went out to the San Diego Padres. I don't know if I can really root for much anymore because they've spent so much fucking money all of a sudden <laughs> to go get Manny Machado and uh, uh, you know, re- uh, sign uh, t- Tatis for a longer for a longer thing. And I know there's some names there that I'm forgetting, but for they've... a billion years, Ed Haas, they met. Pulled out a mega oh, right, and, and, Eric, and Eric Cosmer. But, yeah, so they definitely made a big push with the Padres for him. So I just kind of like, mm, don't really like the Padres anymore. Number two, you mentioned this team as well, uh, the Colorado Rockies. I lived in Denver for a portion of time. If you make it out to Coors Field or the area around Coors Field, very cool part of Denver. Very, shout out Ian's Pizza. Yeah, shout out Ian's Pizza. Uh, I climbed a few 14 or so. I got a few free slices there, which was a lot of fun. And probably one of the most beautiful ballparks in the MLB. I would say an evening game in Coors Field, if you're sitting out in the right field, you uh, basically get to watch a watch a game. It's a great stadium. I, I would say the Royal Stadium, I would say Coffin Stadium is better, but the Rockies Coors Field is really nice. And if you're sitting there in right field during an, after, during an afternoon to evening game, uh, in the middle of the game you'll hit, you'll see the sunset, the sun set over the mountains in the in the backdrop and that's hard to beat i say the i say the royals still have my favorite mlb stadium but the but the rockies have my favorite mlb stadium location uh and number one uh you had this guy you had this team on your list as well and i picked the atlanta braves i think again a team that's been kind of surging lately a lot of fun to cheer for again a team that hasn't won anything again since the 90s but you know they're not assholes they uh are just they're a fun team to root for and i think you know like akuna jr uh, very fun to watch yeah. and you know chipper jones played for them for the longest time and he was just a real stand-up guy a lot of things to like there on the atlanta braves so five through one minnesota twins tampa bay rays arizona diamondbacks colorado rockies and the atlanta braves number one we had three out of the five teams is the same no way <laughs> yeah what i what we trade out i said twins and diamondbacks you said mariners and and uh pirates pirates, pirates yeah yep yeah, I think that's I, I think those you know, I think all those guys are just good good guy teams to cheer for. Uh well, that about wraps it up for us. We'll hit our pop culture minutes, but oh and uh where can we find you if we wanted to hear more from that beautiful sultry voice of yours? <laughs> like normal, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Domination Seven. That's D A H M I N A T I O N seven. Nice, nice. I like it. And uh of course I have been Truman Steen, the Steam Machine, S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. You find me on Twitch or Twitter by that name. Of course we do. Dom, that's true. Tuesday nights, 7.30 p.m. Central Time uh, on Twitch.tv slash Steam Machine and Twitch.tv slash Domination7. On Monday nights, though, I also run a food podcast called Grub Buds. We eat new and exciting fast food items. We talk weird news. And we do that Monday nights, 7.45 p.m. Central Time. Uh, on twitch.tv slash steam machine and again everything gets uploaded to spotify and apple Podcasts. if you're looking for it yeah, wherever you're listening to this podcast you can also find grub buds if you want to listen in and figure out what that's about you know we do a little bit more interactive with chat and you know we do cool visuals you get to see the items if you tune into the twitch and things like that uh other than that uh we also i also stream on friday saturday sunday so and sometimes wednesdays sometimes i've started to do a little chill stardew streaming on wednesdays stardew valley which has been kind of nice, but uh, workout stream on Saturday. Come, come, murder me. So, uh, I think that about does it. Let's get into a pop culture minute, Owen. 
What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know if you're going to nail this one. I'm really hoping you're not. But, dude, Yahoo Answers oh. is ending. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, do you see that they're closing it down? Yep. Yeah, so no more stuff like Pragananant. Can Uget Pragante? Can Uget Help the Luigi board? None of this stuff. Like, the dude, this board? is tragic. The Weggy board? Wow, Wag board? Somebody this said, stuff? Somebody said it's like watching the... the uh, Library of Alexandria burned down in real time. I mean, honestly, facts. Like, there are, like, the pinnacle of, like, both, like, child naivety and just human stupidity is housed in Yahoo Answers. Absolutely. Like, there's some really incredible stuff in there, and it is sad to see it go. Yep. So, but that's all I got for you, man. Like, just RP Yahoo Answers, um, even though nobody uses Yahoo as a search engine. For the, you know, I think it's like the eighth year in a row, the top searches on Yahoo and Bing are Google. <laughs> um, so, but Yahoo Answers is a gold mine, and I am sad to see it go. Nice, nice, absolutely. Uh, oh, we didn't talk NHL. We didn't talk NHL trade deadline. Uh, again, I would still like the Islanders to get Taylor Hall. I haven't seen if he's been traded yet. Uh, nope, nope, he has not been traded yet, but he is sitting out. So, uh, but the reason that I that reminded me sitting out. Yeah, but the, the reason I got reminded of that is that the Buffalo... A, a, a quick shout-out to the Buffalo Sabres of New York. Uh, Did they win a game? They finally won a game. They're actually winning right now. They're going to win. They they won today. Uh, they've won... Actually, they're going to win. They won three of their last four after setting oh, a... Uh, I don't know if it was an NHL record, but it was certainly... Hold on, let me count this out. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 games in a row. An NHL wow. worst for sure. Uh, Is that a record? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm hesitant to call it a record, but it's got to be close, right? I mean. I got, I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Yes. Worst losing streak NHL history. Yeah. Uh, they're actually currently tied oh. at 18 games. Couldn't lose another one. So, huh? so, yeah, they couldn't break the streak, but. Upsetting. 18 Upsetting. games is the record. Well, there's still a lot of time left. There's still plenty of time left in the season for the Sabres to return to form. But they did <laughs> beat the New Jersey Devils uh, 5-3 today. And uh, they beat the Rangers 3-2. And they also beat the Flyers 6-1. Hell yeah, baby. That's what I'm finally. talking about. So, big shout out to the Buffalo Sabres for finally getting it done. Very proud of you. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you guys uh, could just uh, send Taylor Hall over to the Islanders, that'd be great. Uh, that'd be you know, lit. Thank for, you. Just for a year. We just want to borrow him for a little bit. You know, Andrews leaves yeah, He'll bit. be back next year. We'll be fine. But we just really appreciate it if you guys could uh, send him on over. But I think that about does it for my Pop Culture Minute. I just had to make sure that we shouted that out. And, uh, again, that's my NHL trade, trade deadline target for the Islanders. Hopefully, hopefully we can get something done. Oh, Truman, by the way, the Islanders have secured the dub. Yes, I saw that. 1-0. Perfect Islanders win. Uh, but that'll do it for us here on Don That's True. If you've made it this far, of course, we really appreciate you. And if you watched on Tune On on Twitch, we also really appreciate you. We'll see you next week for uh, more Hockey and Health. Peace.